Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Marianne Mercer and welcome to my Positive Life Answers podcast. I'm your podcast host and self-improvement expert, Dr. Marianne Mercer, and you can call me Dr. Mary. Welcome to episode 10, Turning Your Vision into Reality. In my Positive Life Answers podcast, my goal is to help you transform the quality of your life and help you create the life you desire. The goal of my podcast is to help you make improvements and changes in practical and long-lasting ways. So let's create the best life ever together. Thank you for your support since releasing this podcast and continue to enjoy my episodes. Don't keep me a secret, please. If you're new and just discovered my podcast, big welcome to you. So everyone, please share my podcast with somebody who could benefit from these topics and thanks for your email messages. This is what this podcast space is all about, which is helping you. So your input and your questions are important to me. Last time we talked about actions to take in creating your vision for your life. And today we will talk about turning your vision into reality. How to make your vision statement manifest into reality. Great to have a vision statement. Most people don't know how to manifest it into reality and get it working for you. Remember, March is Optimism Month. In episode eight, Dr. Mercer and I gave you ideas and tips for each week of optimism. Dr. Mercer and I are founders of PositiveLifeAnswers.com and also Optimism Month, which runs the entire month of March. We are listed in the Chase's calendar of events. Give episode eight a listen to and it'll help you create a good foundation of optimism, which is a barometer of your level of happiness in your life. All right, so for today, let's begin. Turning your vision into reality. Someone once said that the ability to convert visions to things is the secret of success. And isn't that true? Last time we met, I helped you conceive and develop your vision statement of what you most want to do with your life. And that's great. It's a great start. But we don't want to just have it sit there. Your vision statement is not worth the piece of paper you wrote it on unless you turn your vision into reality. And I have found that optimistic people live their vision. That accounts for much of the reason why they're so upbeat, enthusiastic, and alive. You're probably saying, okay, Dr. Mary, how do you do that? I've been told to do a vision statement and make a vision poster and nothing ever happens. Well, there's a lot of key steps that are involved that people have not taught you. So how do you do this? Today, I'll teach you easy ways to turn your vision into goals. The methods I suggest are proven effective. I've used them and my co-author and I of Spontaneous Optimism have used variations of the steps and procedures in our workshops we deliver, as well as customizing them to individuals in our intensive coaching sessions with our clients. One last check about your vision for your life before we create goals to support your vision today. If you haven't listened to the last episode, give it a listen to you and develop your vision statement. One last check about your vision for your life before we recreate your goals to support your vision. Give the last episode a listen to about vision statements to create your vision for your life as we go through these next exercises and how to pinpoint exactly what you want. So you have your vision statement that we created. Now, before we go into converting them into goals, take some time to reflect, feel, and think about a couple questions before we turn your vision statement into goals. This will further help you evaluate precisely what you most want or desire. And doing so will lead you to establish goals that you'll feel excited about pursuing. So it's kind of like one last check before you dive into the ocean, okay? So in thinking about your vision for your life, Think about your vision statement and imagine, imagine how you would feel if it was three to five years from now and you still have not brought into your life what you most want to have 
improve or change upon based on your vision statement. Now, what emotions and feelings does that bring up in you? Take a moment to observe those feelings and reactions and write them down. Make a mental note of it if you're out and about and can't write it down right now, but make sure you get back to that. Ask yourself, what's ultra important to me? What matters the most to me? The reason why my co-author and I included these questions in our intensive coaching sessions, we have found some people, when they answer these questions, they felt like they were hit like a bolt of lightning. For example, what they answered as ultra important to them, sometimes that's not consistent with their most desired action and achievements or even their vision statements. So you have to make sure they're also in line with what's important to you, kind of like your values. Reminds me of a quote um, Alice in Wonderland once said, if you don't know where you're going, any old place will do. Do you want that to happen in your life? If you don't know where you're going, any old place will do. Observe your gut reactions and feelings about those questions in review of your vision for your life and your vision statement. So is it important to you? How does it feel? How does it feel if you don't get it in three to five years? Does it feel good? Feel bad? Does it support your values in life? Do you feel a pit in your stomach or resistance in any part of your body? Your body is a good signal to you as to whether you're comfortable feelings about your vision statement or not. So does your body feel relaxed and enthused or does it feel tight? Do you feel a pit in your stomach or resistance in your body? Just observe how you react to some of these questions. Your body doesn't lie and it tells you whether they're enthused and relaxed or they're tense and not feeling really good about it. It really is a good truth detector for yourself. So make sure you value what you put down in terms of your vision statement. Make sure what you value feels supportive of your vision before you go to work and turning them into goals. So let's review some steps. And these are easy steps to take. Last episode was a lot of work and a lot of reflection. Today is kind of, I think, the fun part in turning that vision you have for your life into realistic goals. So step one, list two to four specific accomplishments or actions you need to complete to progress toward achieving your exciting vision for your life. These specific accomplishments or actions becomes your goal in general. Your goal must include specific measures and deadlines. Just get that a little more clear for you. You can choose only up to two to four goals to work on to achieve your vision. Only two to four goals to achieve your vision for your life. And you have to have one goal that's important in what I call balancing your life. Balancing your life helps you find the energy and the support to achieve your vision. I'm going to give you an example. Sometimes people have too many goals. Someone I began to work with in my intensive coaching meetings came into our office with a list of 10 goals. That was way too many goals to even think about, let alone spend time on. And he really didn't have a focus because of that. Because of these experiences, we really want you to focus on manageable goals that are specifically targeted to transform your vision into reality and your goals can be any one from the following categories but they also have to be inspired by your vision for your life so your goals can be health or physical work or career emotional spiritual mental health could be money or financial success could be creativity or personal such as relationships family interests or hobbies so that's kind of just general ideas but when you make a goal here's what's important 
There are four key ingredients to setting up a goal. And it's easy to write a useful goal, but it boils down to four ingredients in each goal you write. So as we write our goals that support our vision for your life, your goal has to have an action or what we call a verb, but action, a measure, a measure or quantity of amount, subject of the goal and a deadline. Let me give you some examples because they'll make it easier to understand. Right now, it sounds like a foreign concept. You have to have an action, a measure, a subject, a deadline. That's clear, but so general. So let me get more specific here. I shared my vision with you on my last podcast. My vision statement was, I am an inspirational and influential speaker and mentor. And for me, speaker means speaker as well as a teacher. So that felt really good. I am an inspirational, influential teacher and mentor. So I developed goals that would support my vision statement. I'll share with you some goals that'll give you an example of how this works. I created goals to help me progress toward my heartfelt vision. As I share these goals, you will notice the four ingredients. Number one, give 20 speeches by November. The verb or the action there is give. The measure is 20. The subject is speeches. The deadline is November. Give 20 speeches by November. Next goal I had to support my vision, get quoted an interview. That was the action or verb. The measure is 50 times. The subject is on TV, radio, and online publications. The deadline is December. So here, get quoted and interviewed 50 times on TV, radio, internet shows, or online publications by December. See how that flows really easy? Let me give you a couple more. Coach, total of 10 new clients, individuals, or groups by October. So here the action is goal. The measure is 10. The subject is clients, individuals, or groups. The deadline is October. And my balancing goal was practice good health habits each day. Practice or conduct is my action. Good health habits becomes the subject each day and get that into a pattern within the next couple months. So now it's your turn. Take a piece of paper, pick up your tablet or whatever device you use to write down your responses. Write up to four goals that will move you towards your vision. Do not include goals that are not in line with your vision and values that cloud or distract you from your vision. Remember, you should also include a goal that promotes balance in your life that will help you and keep you energetic and fulfilled in your life. So step two, make sure your goals help you move toward your vision. That makes a lot of sense. So make sure your goals help you move toward your vision. And how do you do that, Dr. Mary? Well, to do that, you'll have to evaluate your goals in a few areas. So first, as I read you my goals, I have to look at on a one to 10 scale, how proud would I feel when I complete that goal? And like on a one to 10 scale, Only keep the goals that make you feel really good that go from eight to 10. That'll keep you motivated knowing your goal accomplishment can boost your confidence and self-respect. So evaluate each goal, make sure that on a one to 10 scale that you would feel extremely proud that you accomplished that goal. Next, how would the goal help you progress towards your vision? Again, use a one to 10 rating scale. Keep the goals that are in the eight to 10 range. After all, since your vision is ultra important to you, why would you settle for anything else? So if you have a goal and you read it and you reflect on your vision statement that you wrote, if it doesn't help you move toward that, if it doesn't support you, if it doesn't balance you, 
it's time to find another goal. When you created your vision statement, like we did in our last podcast episode, episode nine, a useful goal helps you use your positive traits and it helps you work on the most desired actions and achievements. Take all this and evaluate it and make sure it feels like it's moving you in the right direction. In working on goals and these exciting visions for your life, it's important to have a cheerleader or an advisor for each goal. So someone who will unconditionally be your cheerleader and also an advisor. And that could be somebody you know, somebody you admire, or somebody you can listen to on their shows that can give you that kind of support as well. So an advisor will show you, you know, teach you something that you want to know and hopefully tell you how to do it as well. Here's how I evaluated my four goals using this goal evaluation model I developed with my co-author, Dr. Michael Mercer, in our work for our book, Spontaneous Optimism. One of my goals was, you know, give 20 speeches by November. On the one to 10 scale, does it move me toward my goal? Yes. What traits does it use? It uses my inspirational goal and my persistence, the action. It helps me help people. And my advisor was my partner, Mike. And that helped me check in on my goals. And also just reviewing the goals helped me see that on a one to 10 scale. It supported the positive traits that I looked at and the action steps that it takes to accomplish what I wanted for my vision for my life. And let me give you another example. Um, Coach 10 new clients by October. And my goal to coach 10 new clients in either a group or one-on-one method, on a one-to-ten scale, did it support my vision? And I put 10 because, yes, it helped me fulfill the idea of being influential, inspirational, caring, and supportive. It helped me in my goal to help people mentor and teach them. And my friend Lori was a great support system for that. She would be kind of like my accountability partner that I would share what I was doing. So those were the important examples to give you. So just, again, evaluate each goal. Make sure it it really taps into your vision, your traits that you listed positively, your positive actions. So it's your turn to make sure those goals move you in the right direction and spend a little time evaluating your goals. Discard any ones that don't help you tremendously and make sure you find cheerleaders or advisors for each of your goal. The next step, I I think we call that step three, rank order your goals. You probably did not feel all of your goals were equally valuable to you. So some of them you got rid of and then you reevaluated or rewrote some. And now it's important to rank order one. So for that reason and more, it's important to rank order your goals. Like number one, the most important to you. Goal number two, the second most important to you. Goal number three, the third most important to you. Goal number four, the fourth most important thing to you, as well as your balancing goals. So just rank order them. So start with the ones that are most important to you. They're all valuable. Put them in order of how they move you towards your vision. Step number four, list your weekly actions. The simplest and most direct way to achieve your goals is to take actions each week to progress towards your goals. You do not need to work on each goal every day. Let me be clear of that. But each day you should take at least one action on one or more of your goals. Remember, you only have a few. So that's a real manageable way to make some progress. Keep in mind that the hallmark of unhappy and pessimistic people is that they often spend their entire day doing nothing 
on any of their most important goals or visions. And they wonder why they feel downhearted and unaccomplished. If they just take these steps, they can really start becoming more happy and optimistic. There's a quote that I developed in our book, Spontaneous Optimism, that seems to fit here now. Without action, a vision is solely a daydream. So it's really great to have a vision, and many people talk about a vision, and they don't tell you what to do after that. So that's why this episode is so important, because it teaches you step-by-step ways to evaluate goals in line with your values and with your vision. And remember, without taking those actions, your vision will just sit there and it'll just become a daydream. Let me share with you an example, another example. And I really don't mind sharing with you because why would I not practice these and be a good role model for you? I've used this for myself. I've used this for many clients over the years. And I want to make sure that you use them for yourself. And that's the reason for this podcast. So let me take one of my one of my goals and tell you what weekly actions I did for my goals. So one of my goals was to practice good health habits each day. And good health habits could include mental, spiritual, and physical. So what I put down for myself is each week I take the following actions. I exercise three to four times a week. And exercise for me would mean walking, doing some light weights, and stretching. And stretching really helps keep me fit and prevents injuries. So exercise three to four times a week. That's what I wrote. Then take relaxing walks or do some movement other than exercising two to three times a week. I find relaxing walks and doing what I call an intentional movement, which we'll talk about in other episodes, is really important to add in to my goal for taking care of myself. And each week I will eat fresh and healthy meals each day. And that includes really meal planning, what I'm going to eat, what my menus are. And I also take vitamins recommended by my doctor. Spiritually, I meditate 15 minutes each day. Sometimes it's in the morning and sometimes it's in the evening. Morning or evening is really important to keep you feeling centered and grounded. And lastly, each week I contact and connect with some special family members or friends. And I do this either by a call or a visit. So you can see for my goal in being healthy on an emotional, spiritual, and physical level, I do the exercising. I take the relaxing movements and walks. I eat and nourish my body. I nourish my mind by meditating and for connection with others. I connect and contact family or friends each week. I suggest take a little index card or whatever recording device you have um, on your um, digital devices, you know, Monday through Sunday, you put your goals down and put in there which day you're going to do them. So for me, the exercises would be um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, relaxing walks would be maybe Tuesday, Saturday with my, with my husband and partner. So that's an example. Fit it into your schedule. Make an appointment with yourself as you would going to a meeting or a doctor's appointment. So for me, I plug it into my schedule. And yes, things happen in life. Some things pop up. You need to go somewhere at the last minute. Just look at your schedule and think about when you can reschedule. For example, your exercises, your meditation, whatever it is in this balancing life category it is. So I think that brings it into more perspective and it makes it a little more user understandable as I you know, explain this to you verbally. Add this to your vision card. 
to help you conveniently keep track of your goals, add them to your vision card file. So whether it is a digital file or I like having it digitally and also on paper. And sometimes I even put it into a, a little folder that I have with myself as I travel. Keep that together. All right, last thing to do is to add it to your vision card to help you conveniently keep track of your goals and also having them in front of you because out of sight is out of mind. Add them to your vision card. And remember we talked about you can do a vision card in your digital files, such as your computer or your phone. I suggest that in addition to that, you put it on an index card, good old fashioned index card. So again, to remind you, put your vision statement on your index card, put your goals that we just established on your vision card that you finally decided on after reevaluating them. Third, make a schedule and you could put that on your card as well. These are great ways to take weekly actions to accomplish your goals and it really will help you kind of monitor where you're at because it's important to evaluate them every few weeks to see, is this realistic? Is this not? Am I doing what I am feeling deep in my heart? So it's a great way to, to keep track of everything. So remember, out of sight, out of mind, it's important to keep those cards in front of you or take it with you. And having a backup on your phone in a file is a great way to have it in front of you. So let me know how that works. Please send me your thoughts and emails or questions you have about what we covered today. Because next time we're going to talk about motivation levels and routines to staying on target with your goals and your vision for your life. This will be a really interesting follow-up for this podcast from today. Sign up for your free Positive Life Answers newsletter. And when you do, you'll receive a free guide called Quick Tips to Become More Upbeat and Optimistic. While you're on the website, you can order our book, Spontaneous Optimism, or my new book, Bouncing Back from Difficult Times on our online store. And while you're at the website, feel free to use the Contact Us form to email me your questions and comments. I will also respond to your questions and comments during my broadcast. If you prefer to email me directly, my email is drmercer at positivelifeanswers.com. That's D-R-M-E-R-C-E-R at positivelifeanswers with an S at the end of answers.com. I don't post my email on the podcast site because of all the spam mail that comes in. So because you listen to this whole episode, you have my, my personal email and you can also go to positivelifeanswers.com and fill out the contact us form. And you can use that also to inquire about um, individualized and customized intensive coaching that we conduct using some of these methods. A note to my listeners, this podcast aims to provide useful information to my listeners. It's published with the understanding that your host, Dr. Mercer, is not engaged in rendering professional services such as counseling or therapy through the contents and topics of this podcast. If you feel you need professional services and it's really required in your situation, such as counseling or psychotherapy or other help, then the listener is responsible for seeking services of a competent professional. The best way to do that is to contact your local psychological association or contact your primary doctor for referrals. So thank you for listening. Enjoy creating your vision for your life from these last two podcast episodes. Let me know how that's landing for you. And please stay tuned for more. See you next time. Positively, Dr. Mary. (music) 